Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Hey, everybody. Wow, all the champions that are on stage and in the room. I'm going to go ahead and pull to refresh, 
And I want to ask all of you to invite people into this room this morning. Motivation, inspiration, and education. That's how Glenn Lundy um, <clears throat> framed up this room when we first started Breakfast with Champions. I was one of the OGs. And um, I had to take a break for a while. Uh, a year ago yesterday, gosh, it was a year ago today that I was sitting in an operating room with a broken neck and having surgery. And so it's kind of crazy, the anniversary of all this. But um, it's just so good to be with all of you this morning. So this morning, I want to talk about in the absence of courage, do it scared. And I'm going to have, I'm going to bring some people up and I want to have you talk about what you did in the absence of courage and how you did it scared. Because I totally believe that somebody out there today needs to hear your story. They don't just need to hear my story, but they need to hear your story. And, and you know, and that's, that's how people come through their darkest days is because they hear something. If somebody else can do it, you can do it too. So I had the privilege and the honor of speaking on that at Elena Cardone's 10X Ladies Risk Takers event. And it was, it was about risk takers. And that's what Elena wanted us to speak on. I see Barbara Majeski's in here, uh, my friend Danelle Delgado, uh, Sharon Lecter, you know, many, Gina was there, and many of us were there. And we got to hear the stories, myself included, of 10 women and one man that took risks, you know, made audacious bets, did whatever it took to get them to where they're at today. And I think that that's really, really important. And the thing that you need to know about fear is that fear is something that's in every single one of us, right? God put that in us because, you know, we have to have something to keep us from driving 300 miles an hour down the highway and, dry, and jumping off cliffs and things like that. So fear is natural. It's normal. It's, you know, you, you need a healthy dose of fear, but fear can also paralyze you. So what are you going to do um, to... Um, to become unparalyzed. And, and people ask me that all the time. I get paid to speak all over the world on, on, on fear. And I'm like, but you can't quit. I mean, you can't stop fear. All you can do is push through it, right? All you can do is make a decision that you're going to do a little bit more today than you did yesterday, and you're gonna do it scared. So I'd love to open up the stage right now. Um, and just, I would like to hear some stories from some of the folks on the stage. And if you've got a great story to tell, let's, let's make this room about all of you this morning and all of your stories. Um, and I am pinning something right now. It is a, a webinar that I'm doing for if you're in real estate or you want to get into real estate, I'm, I'm doing a free masterclass. And so I'm just putting it up there because you know what? Sometimes that's fearful, right? Making a big pivot in life. So anyways, I'm, I'm pinning that up there. I hope you'll join me. And I'd like to open up the stage. And I, I'd, I'd like to hear somebody out here who did it scared and had massive victories or massive success. Hey, this is Michael Loman. I'd like to jump in if possible. Absolutely. Let's hear it. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much. Loving this space. Um, I just want to tell a quick story about how I did something scared and it ended up changing my life forever. So it was always a dream for me to work with Bob Proctor. So I came across Bob maybe 10, 15 years ago, of course, when The Secret came out, fell in love with him, his philosophies, always wanted to work with him. Fast forward some time, you know, a few years forward through some different challenges, I started running my own digital marketing agency. So I was working with a consultant and that consultant was a consultant for the company. 
So she knew I loved Bob. She invited me on a call that he was doing for her group. And I always say it was by God's grace and my sheer will, Bob Proctor gave his phone number out on that call. So like after I like got over the shock of it, I wrote the number down and I called him. It took me like a couple days. I didn't know what I was going to say. I didn't know what I was going to do. I, the fear of the rejection of, of someone who I, I revered so much. But he was so loving. He was so kind. And he made me a coach on his team. And I was one of the only people who didn't go through a long process of interviewing and just coming the natural ways. Bob himself put me on that team and it forever changed my life. And that was just an example of just doing something scared. And that fear that you talk about, you know, we call that the terror barrier. We call that the terror barrier. And that, that fear comes up when we're moving in the direction of the unknown. And like you said, the only way to, to conquer it is just to conquer it. Like Barb says, I am the conqueror of my own fear. We just have to break through that terror barrier. So Lisa, thank you so much for allowing me to share. Well, thank you. But like, what a great story, right? Somebody needed to hear that today. There's somebody in this audience today, I believe this, <clears throat> that needs to make a high level connection like Bob Proctor. That's pretty darn high. Congratulations on that. But somebody needs to hear it. And now somebody needs to hear, well, you know what? He did it. I can do it too, right? And and that's, you know, and the one thing I will say, you know, when I talk about you know, breaking through fear, doing it scared, all of that is the fact that you have got to determine the number one thing, you have to determine what is your underlying purpose. Because if you know what you what you were put on planet Earth to do, that helps you break through the barriers. And so, you know, I want you to fundamentally ask yourself, look yourself in the mirror this morning and go, do what do you believe or ask yourself, do you believe that what you do matters? Because the day that you believe that what you do matters, the reason that you wake up in the morning is 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 to make a difference on planet Earth, whatever that looks like. The, that is, that's when you're able to break through the fear because the purpose is bigger than the fear, right? And the purpose is bigger than the anxiety. All right, who else wants to tell us a great story this morning? I've got I a story, Lisa. Okay, uh, what, uh, who, oh gosh, Kessa, right? Yeah. And then Debbie, yeah, you, you can jump in after that. Okay. Okay, so um, I'm jumping, basically stepping through the terror barrier just by being here today. I believe that, um, you know, throughout my journey and with Michael, everything that Michael said is similar to my journey. And the first book I came across that helped me pull out, you know, of the poverty situation with my family was The Secret. And I've always wanted to be on stage with Bob Proctor. And, you know, Bob Proctor has passed away and I'm producing this event that I wanted him to be at. And just when I started producing the event, he passed away. So I'm like, okay, who's the next person that I wanted to connect with? Who's the next people that I wanted to connect with? So I, I wanted to connect with Forbes Riley. And I had this fear of connecting with, you know, a higher level influential person. And I called Forbes and I said, hey, um, I really want to do this event and I want you to be part of this event. And she said, um, yes. She said, of course, I'll be part of this event. I'll actually do more than just speak at this event. I'll help you with this event. And I think that, you know, um, stepping through that ter terror barrier is really something that's important. And I am someone that's on this call that needed to hear this today to share, you know, about this, you know, mission 
that I'm on, which is to basically unite, um, bridge the gap between communities, bridge the gap between worlds, because I have a nonprofit organization for over 12 years that I've been helping people in about 17 different countries. And I really want to do more. And by doing more, I, you know, I started creating this event because of a dear friend of Ryan Long who passed away and I got inspired by him to do this event. And he was connected with a lot of influential people like Johnny Depp, um, Austin Kutcher, you know, um, John Tivalto and stuff like that. So I, you know, got inspired to do the, the event in honor of him. But I'm like, am I ready to actually do this? And I'm stepping out on fear doing this. So, yes, I have an event coming up on May 20 to the 22nd. Okay, so Kessa, I'm going to stop you for one second. You're stepping out in faith, not in fear, right? You're going to step out in faith. Yes, I'm stepping out in faith. And fear is a liar. Fear is a liar. Exactly. So, well, we wish you the best of luck on that event, Kessa. And you know what? You just just need to keep changing the world, girl. Just one person at a time. Thank you. You're so so welcome. Debbie? Yeah, absolutely. Debbie, I know you unmiked a minute ago. Do you have a great story for us? Me. Was it me? I don't know if it was Debbie or Christina down here, but if it's Debbie, please do go ahead. Okay. Well, you know what, Christina, jump in. You're already on. Oh, mic. thank you, Lisa. I, I saw you. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I love this room and I love the people elevated conversations with elevated people. And I did see you, Lisa, at 10X. So I just want to say um, I admire you extremely. Uh, I will just do the short story. Um, I, I attended 10X, but that's part of the journey. But I have been widowed twice and lost my husband suddenly, tragically, and one of them um, due to suicide, to be honest, um, which I don't share. I too. met you. At yes, Phoenix. you did. I, I, just, I just heard this story. I'm like, oh my God, I met you. Yes, please share this story. Yes, with I us. sat next I, to I you did at not the mean, table. <laughs> yes, I'm like, oh my God, I've met you. Okay, I'm sorry. I did not mean to yeah, interrupt. That was rude no, of me. No, please no, continue. Please. Oh, please thank continue. you. Um, so I started my journey really in the corporate arena, um, you know, basically out of necessity, I worked myself literally to death after losing one, then two, and, you know, he accumulated gambling debts, all this nonsense. Anyway, it was just unbearable, but I just kept going. And then I did eventually collapse in the financial district and I was diagnosed with a brain cyst and I was told I was going to die if I didn't change my life. And I also had high blood pressure. So I had you know, um, gosh, I was like in the hospital for a good week. So I just thought my life was going to end. I'm a single mom. But then I'm like, you know what? You know, I have to get up. I have to keep going. You dust yourself off. You, you know, I know I have grit. I know I have grace. But, you know, it's harder. It's easier to say than to do. Right. So um, I just got my ass out and um, I started, you know, doing my own consulting business at the time. And I was doing marketing and all that. But I was burning myself out again. And then I went to the cannabis public space and I became an SVP of a cannabis public space here in Canada. Now, that was a huge step for me. I loved it. I did a lot of public speaking. I'm an advocate for therapeutic cannabis. But again, you know, things change with COVID. You know, things happen one after another. And you just have to keep going because it's part of the journey. It's not about the destination necessarily. And the bottom, you know, the top of one mountain is the bottom of the next. And I got laid off because the cannabis industry totally went down the tanks at the time. And we lost our funding. Um, not due to me, but just search circumstances, right? It's what life throws at you. You don't have a choice. So I just decided, okay, I'm going to start my own business. Um, and I started my own clean CBD. It's not just CBD, but plant-powered skincare was really born out of me 
really being embarrassed to show my face because when I was so sick, I was like, you know, I had cystic acne. I was getting, you know, uh, eczema, all this, you know, ugliness coming up into my face. And I lost all my confidence in myself. And so my mission right now is to empower women to step into their skin, literally and figuratively. And uh, one of my biggest wins, I guess it's maybe not a huge win, but I mean, I, I invested a lot. I put a lot of skin in the game launching this company. I have a fulfillment center. I have a manufacturer. I did this all in a matter of six months. And, and I approached Elena's team and I got my product, Blue Skies Beauty, um, one of the facial yes. masks. Yeah, featured. And I know yes. this is not, you know, Bob Proctor, but, and I also sat next to Lisa Copeland. Okay. But, and I but you know them. what, but you know what, and, and you know, and, and never compare your victories, right? Because you getting your product in the hands of Elena Cardone with her influence and her, and the power behind 10X, that, that is just as big for you as the gentleman that met Bob Proctor, right? Like everybody's got their unique and own journeys to go on. And what would be the one thing you would tell somebody in the audience today? You know, your story's amazing. I just like the second you said that, I'm like, oh my God, yes, we did meet at 10X. I totally remember that at lunch. I remember where I was sitting. But what what is the one piece of advice you would give the woman or the man sitting out there today who's struggling, who just like, like needs to pivot, something needs to happen for them today. They need a breakthrough. What is the one thing you would tell them to do? Well, I'll, I'll leave two thoughts. Um, you didn't come this far to stop today and quit. You didn't come this far. You've got to keep going. Um, and there's a quote I'm going to share because um, I'll say the woman or man I was yesterday introduced me to the woman or man I am today which makes me very excited about meeting the woman I will become tomorrow. So sometimes I think you have to unbecome to become and uh, you know you have to reinvent yourself and that's really resilient. So just find your inner grit and I, you know, grit turns into diamonds, right? So anything that's sandy and gritty, it turns um, into diamonds under pressure. So that's what's gonna make you stronger. So use those, those pains, those, whatever you've gone through and use it to propel you to purpose and find your why. And that will make you get up each and every day. So I'll leave it with that. So thank you. Beautiful. Yes, continued success. And you know, I think part of it too is that I think people are really brave um, to share their stories. Cause a lot of times, you know, people don't wanna share a story about failure. We've all failed. You know, I talked about it at 10X Ladies, you know, you know, I wrote a book back in 2016. Um, my uh, best friend and I wrote a book. She's the number one jet broker in the world. I was the number one car dealer in the world for the Fiat Alfa Romeo brand. We were two women in male dominated industries, breaking glass ceilings. And we wrote this book called Crushing Mediocrity, 10 Ways to Rise Above the Status Quo. <clears throat> and, and I, I, I talk about the book as I say, you know, the book was, was 46,000 words because those were our successes. But if I were to write a book on on all my failures in my life, it'd be 1,046,000 words, right? So it's so easy to look at people and you're like, oh my God, he or she have done so great. They're so amazing. I could never be that person. Go up to that person and ask them, you know what? I know you're way successful. That's awesome. I look up to you, but what was your biggest failure? And I promise you, they're gonna rattle them off a lot faster and there's gonna be a lot more of them Right. And Sharon Lecter, my dear friend, calls them learning opportunities. You know, <laughs> I, I, you know, I never think of them as learning opportunities when I'm in the midst of it, but they are learning opportunities because I am who I am today because I failed so many times. Hey, listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. 
Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Right? And so anyways, I just think these, these stories are great and sharing them. And speaking of that book, if you guys, if you guys want to write this down, if um, I gave it away last week, I'll give it away again this week. Um, you just want to text 33777. So it's 33777 and the word crush it. C-R-U-S-H-I-T, make it all one word, crush it, one word, to 33777, and I will send you a copy um, of the book Crushing Mediocrity, because I just, everybody needs to have it, and and we lead out with, what is your underlying purpose? And I'm a firm believer. Okay, who else wants to tell us a story? You know what, Barbara Majeski, you have been too quiet this morning. You're scaring me. Are you awake? Yes, I'm fascinated <laughs> by these stories. I'm so inspired by both these speakers, um, Michael and Christine. That was, uh, I'm, I, you know, I'm just listening today. You're really conducting um, a great conversation. And what I can honestly add right in this space or a, a million things like to, to add on, you know, I've always been scared in anything that I've launched. And you, I love what you say. Do it afraid, do it anyway. It's where the magic happens. All of us are uncomfortable. And I think that's the collective un, um, experience that we, it's behind the scenes that needs to be shared. It's not, it's not that we are fearless. We just choose to do it anyway. We're, we're standing up on the stages or we're launching webinars or we're putting our books out there or we're even posting a post on social media where we're raw and authentic or we're showing our face. We are doing it, but we always have trepidation. And I think that's what we don't share enough. And that's why I'm loving this conversation. Every post I put out there where I'm vulnerable, if you go to my last Instagram post, I'll share this right now. If you go to my last Instagram post, you will see that I'm sharing a story about my life um, that is very like, it really gives an insight to my truth. And I put it out there because something hit me recently that I thought was so valuable to share. But the truth, I had to expose a part of my childhood that is a little like, I don't know, it just gives you more access to my journey. And isn't that pretty? It's just not a pretty part of my life. It's actually a very ugly part of my life. And I'm like, but I'm putting it out there in service and hoping to inspire and educate and enlighten the next person but i do it i i am frightened that to be judged to be not liked to be unfriended to be blocked you know i'm like i have all the fears and all the crazy thoughts that everyone else has but i do it anyway and um leaving it all out on the field so i hope that lands i'm really proud of the people that are contributing to this conversation and lisa i am a better person because you are a friend of mine you make me a better person and i i'm grateful for uh this app for bringing us together so i'll pass the mic back to you i've clearly had a lot of coffee <laughs> i just love you the energy the energy that my my friend Barbara from New Jersey brings it just like, you know, I haven't had enough coffee, so I need the energy this morning. I'm sitting here <laughs> sucking down just my first cup. Oh my gosh. Who else out there me, wants me, to unlike and share Coach that? Kim? Okay. Um, and then I also see that Lucianne. So um let's let's uh do Coach Kim and then Lucianne. I hope I said that right. And if I didn't correct me when you come on, but let's go. All right. Awesome. So I was a little afraid to share, but I will share because Miss Barbara got on and she says sometimes it may not be pretty, but then it is it is what it is. And it's a part of the journey. So that inspired me. 
to say something. So I um, have been in corporate and in politics like all of my adulthood. And I was living in a different state than I do now. I went through a very tragic um, time at the top of 2020. And it made me have to make a decision. And the decision was to literally drop everything that I knew and everything that I had and run with the three of my children and one suitcase. And I remember my youngest being three months old and I did not have a choice because it was either live in a constant state of fear and the unknown. I had just went through uh, my brother being murdered and it was just a lot of chaos at one point in my life. And I did not want that to encompass who and what I was able to do for my children. And so I had a friend who called and said, um, we're ready as an organization to help you. Are you ready? And I said, okay. And they said, well, where would you go in the entire world, entire United States um, if you could go anywhere? And I just rambled off a state I had never been to. And they said, that's exactly where you're going. And they put us on a Greyhound. And I remember even being in that Greyhound situation, my youngest was still nursing. My son was four, my oldest was 14. And at this time in life, I don't know if anyone else knows, but they allow people who are released from um, jail and things like that to ride these Greyhounds too. Uh, and so I'm up for almost 24 hours on this Greyhound staying awake because I don't want any incidents with my children and I don't even know where we're going. And I said, when I got here, after I cried, after I uh, picked up my head, I said, okay, now what do you offer the world? Because you're gonna offer it here too. You're not gonna stop. You're not gonna give up. You're gonna recreate your business and your brand and you're gonna plow forward in this new space. And so I did, we thrive, I homeschool. We are in an amazing space all because I did it scared. I did it not knowing, but I had the, the guts and the grit and the grace to keep on going. And that's my story now. Girl, uh, what a story. Where do you live now? I live in the great state of Texas. Yeah, I knew I knew you were from my country. I could just tell just by that story that you were that you were a Texan now. But you know, you had no choice, right? You had to do it scared. You had those three babies that you had to protect. And just just think about what those kids have seen and how brave that they know their mom is and how proud they are of you. And so someday when when God forbid, you know, they come up against their own Armageddon, because we all have them. Let's be real. We all have them. A year ago today, I was in a hospital bed and with, with a broken neck. And, you know, I was getting ready to go into surgery, like just about this time, right? And so like anniversaries for me are kind of weird sometimes to talk about it, but I only say because I just remember telling my doctor, I'm gonna walk again, I'm gonna talk again, because that's what he told me. He's like, you know, the biggest thing I'm worried about is that we have to move your vocal cords to operate on your neck and you may not talk again. I'm like, oh my God, I have to talk, right? Or, and walk and walk in heels and that kind of stuff. And so I just wanna tell you that you're amazing and you came to the right state to be amazing. And, um, and I just know that there's probably a book in you or something like that, but you just, you just keep doing what you're doing because, you know, you are the epitome 
of strength, right? You are the epitome of kicking fear in the face and standing up and pushing through. So thank you so much for sharing that story this morning. Now, I promised somebody else, and I am the world's worst moderator when it comes to this. I think it was Lucianne uh, that she yeah. could share. Okay, Lucianne, <laughs> am, I, am I saying it right? Or please correct yes, me. Yes, you are. You're saying Thanks. it perfectly, Lisa. Oh, thank my God. I'm in, I'm in love with your accent already. So talk to us. Tell us. What's going on? What did you do scared? Yeah, thank you so much. And hello, American friends. Hello, people who've very kindly allowed me to speak on stage. It's it's great to be here. Um, I'm loving the stories. And it's so important at the moment that we are braver than ever, that we are strong in our stories and that we are showing up. And um, if he asked me to share this journey, and isn't it funny how these stories ourselves, sometimes we don't realize just how powerful they are until we've shared them with others, just how impactful they were in our lives until somebody else hears it and they resonate with it. And you're like, yeah, okay, this is, this is really important. This is a really important moment in my life. And I worked in a secondary school before I ran the business that I run now. And I was very senior, very quickly at a young age. And I had a nervous breakdown um, and it was clinical and chronic depression. I was in bed for about a year when, uh, when my son was born. And I worked through it. It took about a decade to get to get truly back on my feet. But I was told by my superiors that whatever at whatever cost, I mustn't share my mental health story because um, it's really only very recently that we are that we are more able to share what what is happening with our mental health and, and openly. And as a representative of a, a young woman in that school with lots of young people from ages eleven to eighteen, I used to run assemblies and conferences and meetings and I decided that it was important for me to share my nervous breakdown and I was told not to I was categorically told not to and it was the beginning of the end of my relationship with me working in employment for somebody else because I made the decision and as I walked up the steps to tell the story, I knew that I was choosing difficulty. I was choosing a difficult route, but I knew that those young people needed to hear that I wasn't just this person that turned up out of out of the box, you know, fresh out the box. I'm always well turned out. I like to look good. I like to show up in my heels, all of that stuff. That's not everything. There's a veneer of perfection that these young people needed to hear about. And I shared my story and I left the stage that day knowing that I wasn't going to stay in employment. I was going to share my story wider and further. And, and that's what I've done. And you only have to look at what's happening at the moment in Ukraine and the amount of female business owners that I work with. And I'm sure there's a lot of male business owners to anyone from any gender who is going, I don't know if I should be showing up and selling. I don't know if I should be marketing my services. And you have to, you have to show up. You have to continue to run your businesses because you have the freedom that other people don't have. And as long as you are a good person, which you are, you are a good person, you need to continue selling and showing up and stop worrying about what it looks like from others because of what's happening in the world. And so show up, share your story, 
you know it's right for you. And thank you, Lisa, so oh, much for having so me. Yeah, no, 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 no. Don't don't go yet because I want to ask you some questions. So, <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm just sitting here like, wow. Like, I literally got chills. So, are you in London? Are you? Yeah, I'm about are I'm about forty yeah. minutes from London, and I'm about half an hour from Iffy's house as well. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so what 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 made you do it that day? Right. I know there's somebody out there that needs to share their story, and they put it off, and they well, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next year. I'll write a book. Da 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 da. What made you decide that day? Is, is, is it because you had the opportunity to get onto a stage because you know that there were kids in that audience that needed to hear that story that were struggling, had the very same struggles you did, and they needed to hear that? Like, I know that I know that I know that you changed somebody's life, and I bet you you changed somebody's life in this room today um, that heard the story that's grappling with with fear, anxiety, depression, whatever that looks like. And, and they're just, they're just dying inside because they're, you know, they're afraid to tell somebody about it. And, um, so I know that you released somebody today and that's just so big, but what, what made you decide to do it that day? Like, take me to that day. That's such a good question. I love that, Lisa. Um, I had healed, so I knew that I had healed and, when I was in a situation, I mean, I was on stage most days, you know, you have your assemblies in schools and you, you get up on stage, but I had decided there was a conversation that I had with my head teacher where he told me what to do. So I was, I was just under the head teacher in, in this school. He told me what to do. And I left that room feeling like a child, feeling like I'd done something wrong, like I wasn't supposed to be where I was, like I hadn't earned. I mean, I was more highly qualified than all of the staff in that school when it came to education. And I left that room feeling like a small person. And empowerment has always been my thing. And so it gave me, if you want me to do something, tell me I can't do it because I will go and do it. That will create the fire in my belly to go and do it. So by being told no, I said yes. And I knew that I had to, I knew that I had to. So it was definitely a remembering that I didn't feel good enough in this person's presence and that I was prepared to live as an adult woman. That's what happened, Lisa. Wow, God, thank you. You know, everyone flash your mics. If, if, if that story resonated with you in any part of your life, flash your mics because you know, it, it's brave. Like that's brave to get onto a public forum and say, I had a nervous breakdown. Like most people will not do that. And you know, I look back and I think I've probably had 15 of them <laughs> and you know, and just didn't realize it, right? <laughs> I mean, life is tough. Life is tough. And, and you were so brave to tell that story. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know that somebody out there needed to hear it. If you're just tuning in, it's Lisa Copeland, and this is Breakfast with Champions, and we're talking about marching with conviction. But, but my segment today is, you know, in the absence of courage, I want to tell you and I want to encourage you to do it scared. You know, a friend of mine sent me yesterday a link from CBS News. And, you know, the, the, uh, the new .gov website, not the new, not, the, the .gov website, you know, the, the, you know, natural disaster preparedness, la, 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 la. Well, the new post on there is for nuclear attacks. And I literally texted this person back and said, why are you sending this to me? Like, you know, like, like, I, like, I don't need any more anxiety in my day, you know? And so there's just so much bad news in the world. And so, you know, I think that we are more fearful today than we've ever been. And rightfully so. 
right? If, if, if the pandemic doesn't take you out, the nuclears will, whatever. I don't know. I mean, I'm tongue in cheek on that because I, I, you know, I just, I just choose not to participate in, in, in reading all of that. It's just, it's just too sad. It's just too, it's just too much some days for some people, you know, me included. So what, tell me, so, you know, I want to open it up today to, you know, I want to hear some more stories about courage, share this out, share this room out, you know, join the breakfast of champions club. You know, this is a group of people and moderators and you know, started by my good friend, Glenn Lundy, that, that people that care, people that, that, that want, that want more for life. And then, and, and they're willing to share their journeys. So anyways, um, uh, Hey, Lisa, I'll Lisa, jump, in. I'd love to jump in. Okay. One, one, just one second. Um, I just, uh, I want to give away crushing mediocrity. Um, my book, 10 Ways to Rise Above the Status Quo. I think everybody needs it. I see my friend Sharon Lecter just jumped in. She wrote the foreword to my book, Crushing Mediocrity, mine and Renee Bangelsdorf's. So if you'll text 33777, text 33777 and text the word crush it. One word, don't, don't put a space in there and I'm gonna send you the book this morning. Um, okay, so who wants to share their story? I do, Lisa, this is Shelly Jean. Hey, Shelly Jean, good morning. Good morning, so for me, a lot has happened 10 years ago. I'm actually coming up on the anniversary of my son's passing in just a few days. And in that moment when he had passed away, I'd had this moment too of I, where my creation of my hashtag life does begin again started. And in this journey, I was introduced to Glenn and in his group rising grind and been introduced to you and Sharon and all these just fantastic, wonderful people that have really uplifted, inspired, and have pushed me and moved me forward into a new space, a new time. And I found too that I was still becoming very, very complacent and still being very introverted and really feeling like at some point my story just really would scare people away from me, first of all. And then also I didn't want my story to inflict harm on other people in the influential area. Glenn was being one of them. And I reached out to Frank Lopes and I did an ugly cry with Frank for literally two and a half hours and changed the trajectory. Frank, of Frank is such an amazing human. He's one of my best friends and he's just, you know, he, he's good for that. And Shelly, I know your story and, and it's, you know, I cannot imagine going through what you went through. Like it's unimaginable. Right? Oh, thank you, Lisa. Oh, girl, like seriously, it's unimaginable. But, but I, um, from the pain and the despair, I've seen you rise up. So how did you do that? Because somebody out there needs to hear that today. Yeah, so that's, that's the biggest piece. Is that's being connected with people like you and Glenn and just really listening and diving in and doing the do. And so I have to share, I had COVID and I, I just, I'm still reeling from some of the after effects of it. And I have to share this really quick because my, my daughter works at a daycare and her daycare friends <laughs> asked her, so how's your mom doing? And she said, well, obviously she must be doing pretty well because when she decided, or when she started feeling better, she decided to sell her home and move to Florida. And <laughs> so everybody's like, what? And it was that moment through COVID that I, I had no energy, I had no will to do anything, I couldn't concentrate on anything. And the first thing I did when I finally was able to really concentrate was I, I, I got involved and I bought a course with Grant Cardone. 
in marketing because I did digital marketing a while ago. I was learning about it and I allowed one person to just really put me down and I stopped doing everything like dead in my tracks and it's been baby steps and Frank and, and, uh, Andre both have been really, really instrumental in helping me get to a new place and listening to you too, of course, and with EXP Realty. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it, I had this moment of, oh my goodness, I'm moving to Florida. Like out of all the states in the world, why am I moving to Florida? And I'm like, cause it's warm. There's beautiful, you know, sunsets and sunrises. I want to get out of the cold. I live in Minnesota. It's freezing up here. And I realized that the Cardones are down there. Yeah. And then I realized my other mentor, Susan, was just there doing a film for her. She started tech companies for women. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, it is just, it's a fantastic place for all the connections that I have that I can actually meet people. I can go to Grants University. I can just really stay connected and grow in that area. And I, and I believe with all my heart that moving down there, too, will, will get me out of my complacency get me surrounded by by some really amazing people and really move me into the next level and so well, that's i, I want to down there for growth con, so i hope that you help me out. yeah no it's uh, miami's so beautiful you know i'm there quite a bit quite often as you know uh, elena and i work together with exp yes. realty so i i i'm in i'm in miami a lot <laughs> i flip and love it it is so like um, i was just there for 10x ladies and it was we were we had an ice storm going on at home Literally, I flew out a day early so I would miss the ice storm so I could get out in, here in Texas. And then I get to Miami and it's like 80 degrees. And I kept sending my husband videos. I'm like, I'm sorry, you're iced in. I'm walking on the beach. <laughs> so I anyways, I, I'm proud of you. Good for you. Good for Thank you. you. Thank All you. Right, so girl, yeah, you I wanted to share winning. that. You just keep winning. Okay. Thank you. Well, I look forward to, I signed up for your uh, webinar Oh, good. And I look forward to that. And yeah. I definitely want to license. know more about this. So yeah, thank you so license. much, Lisa. You're welcome. I saw my good friend Sharon Lecter popped in the room. She always has brilliance for us. Sharon, are you? Yeah, you're in here. There you are. Good morning, my dear Lisa. What a good morning. Room as always. Thank you. What, 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 give us some brilliance. Give us something that, you know, I mean, what we're talking about is in the absence of courage, doing it scared. And, you know, you do do it scared. And, 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 and people look at your life and they're like, oh my God, she's written, you know, 29, I always get the number wrong, 29, 30 books, New York Times bestselling author. I've been to your home and your ranch. It's like, you know, anyways, you look at your life and everyone thinks, oh, she's had it easy, you know? It's been easy to create that life, right, Sharon? <laughs> no, you know, that's, and that, that's know that. the wonderful world of social media. You see all the things people want you to see, but not what's happening behind closed doors. We all have things that we survive, those ups and downs. And, you know, we we are given cha challenges. And we if you're still here, you're still here for a reason. You survived and whatever you've been through, you have the opportunity to help others going through it. And every one of us has had things that we've faced and, and survived. And, you know, you know, my story, nine years ago, I lost my son. And that's, you know, I really went into a world of neutral and my world of numb for several years. <clears throat> and, you know, all of us, particularly the last couple of years, have had things that stopped us in our tracks. It could have been a death, a divorce, a financial setback, an illness. Um, but we're still here. You're still here for a reason. And whatever you've been through, 
you can help others going through the same thing. And I think that's, you know, one of the powers of Clubhouse is we are all here to support one another and to um, collaborate. And it gives us a, a medium to be able to share and support each other. And I think it's wonderful. And um, you know, you're one of my very, very dearest friends. And when I need a lift, I call Lisa. And so it's, you know, each one of us is here to support one another. And, you know, that's why, why we do what we do. It's to support each other. So let me ask you this. Um, it took a while for you to be able to share what was your greatest loss in life, you know, losing Rick, losing your son. And there's, you know, but is, is there any freedom in sharing the story, the freedom from the pain, like not the pain, but just because I know you have changed people's lives because you've shared your story. And what, what would you say about sharing your story and not, not your story, but just how, how, you know, how, how the freedom in for, for people to share their stories, because I mean, you're, you're, you're a New York times bestselling author. So you, you've made a career of sharing stories, right? That's what you do. But yeah. But, and but I want to, your own wanna, story, yeah. it took a while. It did. And I think, you know, I came up during the time as a speaker where you were supposed to be the sage, you're supposed to know everything. You weren't supposed to show vulnerability. And, um, you know, I was doing a lot of speaking and I was actually in Europe in front of 1500 people and I did my talk and then they did a Q&A and they were supposed to ask me what was the worst thing that ever happened to me in business. But they asked me, what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you? And that's actually the first time I shared because of course there's only one answer to that question. And um, so I shared about losing my son and I had about, gosh, 250 people lined up to talk to me afterwards. And it, it was that moment that I realized, you know, vulnerability creates the ability for people to relate to you. And I had resisted sharing it because I never ever wanted to come across as capitalizing from losing my son. And, um, and then I, the, the, the flips, the switch flipped and made me understand that by sharing my loss, my sadness, my vulnerability, I opened the door to allow other people to share about theirs and to reach out for help. And I think that's so important. People want authenticity, they want transparency. These are words that you use a lot, but it's heart to heart is what the issue is. When you open your heart to others, then people wanna to relate to you. And that's why, you know, I wanna help people share their stories. I think you, you know, I'm doing this writer's retreat in May on a private island. People have a story to share and it helps you elevate your expertise. I'd love to for people to reach out to me if they want more information about that. So Sharon, okay, you know, and 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 you know, we're 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 kind of on this story thing now, and yeah, I mean, and don't you believe that everybody you meet with, you know, and and I know many people come to you. I mean, that's why you and I met is that my co-author said there's only one person to write the um the forward to our book, Crushing Mediocrity, and that Sharon Lecter and Lisa Copeland, you have one job, and that is to get Sharon Lecter to write <laughs> to write the forward to our book. And um, of course, I didn't know you at the time, so I was. Uh, you and I were either going to become the best of friends, or you were going to file a police report on me. It was going to be one of the two. I mean, you know, either yeah, stalker you want, or you want, from, <laughs> you want from stalker to best friend. Yeah. <laughs> See, it happens. See, it happens, people. There, there is hope in the world. But, um, but how do you? You know, how do you, what would be the advice you would give that you would give people in the room today 
about the first thing that they need to do to share their story. What, 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 would, what would be the first thing you would tell somebody to do? Because, I mean, like, you've, you've heard some of the stories on this stage. They're remarkable. They need to get out. They need to get that story out because somebody in the world needs to hear it. So what, what do you recommend? Well, I think you just need to, you know, a lot of people say, well, I can't write. Well, you can speak, so you can dictate your story. Um, it's really important to understand, you know, why. What is, what is the, what's the, the one thing that you believe in most? Okay, whether it be your faith, whether it be learning from mistakes, what is the one thing that you want to help people with? And then understand how the two or three issues related to that on that journey. And so, you know, I talk about the setbacks that I've had, and there's two or three that I would share. And what I do is when I share them, I share them so that people can relate to them, the emotions that you felt, the questions, and the there's always so much power in the question. And so I help people go through this process of taking their story and then laying it out in a framework that allows them to fill in the blanks and be able to create a story, whether it be a full blown book, an ebook, but it, you really want to get that out because it's your legacy. So you want your family to see it and you want to be able to share it with other people that are going through something similar so that they can find that lifeline. Each of us, is here to support others. And the way we do that is to share it so that people can see it even when we're not present. And that's what people forget. You know, a book allows you to communicate people. Your Crushing Mediocrity book is represents Lisa Copeland and Renee to anyone, wherever right. they are when they're reading it. And that's and what honestly, And that's what was so interesting, Sharon, because when she and I were sitting at dinner that night dreaming and scheming that we're going to write this book about how to help women in male dominated industries crush through, you know, glass ceilings, like what we had to do, the good, the bad and the ugly. But, you know, but I, I remember looking at her and, and she will corroborate this story. And I looked at her and I'm like, you know what? I want to write this book because I don't want someone to screw up my eulogy at the funeral. It's like, I want the, my facts, the facts of what happened in, in these different, you know, things that we did, you know, I want them to be factual. And, and to your point, a book lives forever, good or bad, right? <laughs> you know that. Um, good or That's bad, right. a book, a, you know, a book goes on and it's something my great, 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 great grandchildren are going to be able to read. And, you know, and through that book, through that story, you know, they're going to, they're going to know my voice. They're going to know my tone. They're going to know who I was. And I think, what? God, I Sharon, I just think everyone should write a book. I mean, maybe not a full blown book, but at least a, a legacy book, an ebook, something, right? Well, and it's never been easier, Lisa. I mean, when we launched Rich Dad, Poor Dad, there was no Amazon, there was no internet, all right? But, you know, through hard work and through um, providing tools for people to share it with others, um, you know, we ended up in over 110 countries and over 50 languages um, because we were doing the work, but also because other people were finding value in sharing it. And that's what's important. Somebody reads Crushing Mediocrity and then they tell their friend about it. And so they become your, your raving fans and they're your best marketing tool. So everyone listening right now, if you have a business, if you don't have a book that really is out there as a marketing tool for you, um, you're crazy because that's how other people can support you and bring clients into you. And that's something that's very important. Plus, it's really, you know, your stake in the ground is this is what I stand for. This is what I've been through. And I'm here to help you. And that's the essence of what you want to do.
No, 100%. And so, you know, I did digress a bit on this. Um, but thank you, Sharon, because, you know, again, you know, as we kind of wrap up this room right now, we've got about 11 minutes before I turn it over to the next amazing speaker. But um, I'd love to hear uh, another story. I'd love to hear from somebody who, you know, who pushed through fear and did it scared. Um, and then I'd like to get your thoughts on do you think you should write a book? Do you think your story's worthy for the world to hear? Because that's the best way to get it out, y'all, is a book. I have I share? Hi, Hi, I share. love to share. Uh, yeah. Okay. Who, who is that? Tell me your name. It's Winifred. It's Winifred. Oh, hi, Winifred. How are you? I'm doing great. So I'm located here in Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, I went through a terrible seven-year divorce. And um, at the end of the divorce, I'd practically lost everything and there was such a big fight for child custody we had lost six babies before we had our two babies so when i say lost i don't mean miscarriage i mean the babies died and we had to bury them so with my two children <clears throat> it's now 22 another one is uh, my daughter is going to be 21 we stayed we spent seven years in court paying lawyers fees and my ex-husband was not willing to um, allow me have primary custody of the children. Anyway, in 2019, it came to an end. I gave him everything. Now I, I had to start again. But I tell you, the, the wave of depression that hits me, oh my goodness, was like storms after storm. And I just wanted to lie down on the bed and just cry my eyes out because I left the corporate world to homeschool my children. And to know that they were not going to be with me was just devastating. And so um, as I lay on the bed one day, I heard my father's voice. My father was a lawyer. And he said to me, he said, he's, he's dead now. And he had told me as a young girl, when I started working as an engineer, that, you know, you can lose everything. But there was a gift that he was giving me that nobody could ever take from me. I was 21 when he told me that. I was like, what gift? And he said, I've given you the gift of education. So I'm African, I'm Nigerian. So I didn't, I didn't think, think much of it, you know, my father had a lot of parables and philosophies. I didn't think much of it. But fast forward, as I lay on the bed, wanted to cry my eyes out, not knowing what I was going to do without my children, blah, blah, blah. You know, I remember that. So, and he said to me, just stand up, just get up from this bed. And so I was like, what am I going to do next? You know, I've lost everything and we were very wealthy and I'm giving everything to this guy. So. I went to, I decided that, okay, you know what? I'm an engineer. I am going to go back into my profession. And so there's this company that I had actually been following the work they had been doing and they do a lot of events. So I took the little money I had and I flew to California and I went to there. They were doing a 30th year convention. So I got in there, I was wearing my high heels and I thought, oh, engineers in high heels. And I laughed and I removed my high heels because I was running late, but anyway, I went in and when I went into the auditorium, I saw this, you know, you know, I saw a baby of beauties, women, all listening to the speaker. And I looked around and there was nobody that really looked like me. I'm a black woman, there were very few of them. And I thought, oh my God, 40 years after, it's still the same picture, you know, because I'd been homeschooling my kids and running a foundation. So I was like, it's still the same picture in the corporate world. Something has to change. So during the breakout session, I, I actually shared that. 
that oh my goodness we are the black engineers why are the black engineers go here see There's you need to write a book you need to get with my good friend sharon lecter and you need to write a book because that that's that's a legacy play right there the fact that you are the only black woman engineer in that room that's a story that has to be told can i just quickly finish well anyway i am on my way to tanzania i am i'm the head of that organization women in technology i'm now the head of their business development and in Africa. So I'm with his head of African business development. So I'm going to be meeting Renee. They are flying me to, to, to this conference, Pan-African Women Empowerment Summit, that Renee, Renee is one of the organizers, Renee Nor, she's uh, one of the moderators here. So I ended up, fast forward from 2019 to today, I became the head of that organization, which is um, um, African head of business development for Africa. And I'll be flying in the next, three hours to Tanzania for their conference. So th there are a lot of dashes in the story, but but I guess I, I believe you get the drift. Thank you I for do. allowing me to share. Uh, Winifred, you are amazing. I want to bring Saul up. I've been getting messaged by Barbara Majeski, and she said he is amazing. And Winifred, continued success. You need to write a book, girl. You you sound like you're an amazing woman and you're a trailblazer. And that's that's these are the stories we need to hear. Saul, where are you at? Hey, hi guys. What a great room. Uh, Winifred, thanks for being so vulnerable. I think you, you nailed it. Uh, when, you know, when each of us is vulnerable, we're really applying uh, an opportunity for others to relate to us. Lisa said it perfectly. Look, guys, I make my career in Hollywood. I spent my career as an animator, producer, and director for, for Disney. And I sat in rooms for over 25 years writing story. And we were talking about story. And anytime we're sharing our story, we need to remember that the audience, like Lisa said beautifully, needs to relate to us. Because when an audience relates to us, and how do they relate to us? Through our vulnerability. You know, if you look at movies that have inspired you, I remember seeing Star Wars. I was six years old the first time I saw that movie. How can I relate to some farmer on a planet going up against a character named Darth Vader? It's so different than my life. But there's actually a scene in that movie where Luke says to his uncle when he's a young teenager, he says to his uncle, look, I just want to go. I want to get out of here. I want to get out of the farm this 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 summer. I got to get out with my friends. I want to go to the academy. I want to do something more. And his uncle says, you know what, Luke, I need you to stay here this summer. Help me with the chores. And Luke is like frustrated, gets up from the table, walks away. And his aunt says, where are you going? He says, looks like I'm going nowhere. Boom, in that moment, I'm not watching a story about some farmer. I'm watching a story about myself because each one of us has the feeling that we want to be more, that we want greater things. And I wanted to share one other quick story. You know, years ago when I was in college, I went to one of this great, excuse me, great art schools in Columbus, Ohio. And I was destined, I mean, I was focused on my dream to become a Disney animator. I had rejection and rejection and rejection. And uh, I found out that the greatest Disney animator alive, Glenn Keane, who animated Pocahontas and Ariel and the Beast, Aladdin, Tarzan, you've heard of his characters. He's the best. He's the Michael Jordan of animators. I found out that he used a certain pencil. And I thought if I could get that pencil, then I could draw like Glenn Keane. So to track down what kind of pencil he used was very difficult. This is before the internet, but I was able to find it out. 
I get the company on the phone. I call the company, Tomboy 50, whatever it was. And they say, oh, my gosh, you should have called us yesterday. I said, why? They go, well, we don't have any more of the pencils. I said, well, when are you getting more in? They go, well, we're, we're not. They're discontinued. And yesterday we sold the last 15 boxes, the last couple thousand. Before, and I said, his name isn't Glenn Keen, is it? They go, yeah, how'd you know? So Glenn bought the rest. And there I was stuck in art school having to draw with a regular HB number two pencil like everybody else. You know, years later, when I did start at Disney, I worked on the film Pocahontas. And I will never forget the day I got called into the office of none other than Glenn Keane himself. I was trembling with excitement and awe. And he sits down with me, takes out a piece of paper and starts drawing Pocahontas to teach me about the unique angles of her face and the anatomy. And as he's teaching me, I'm staring at the pencil. It's in his hand. I'm looking at one of them. And he could tell I'm enamored. He could tell I'm not really focused. He goes, what? I said, well, is, is that, that the pencil? He said, yeah, that, that's the pencil. <laughs> I said, can I hold that? He's like, okay, here we hold it. And I'm holding it. It's got his teeth marks in it. I mean, for me, guys, it was like holding the paintbrush of Michelangelo. Incredible. And he says to me, Saul, it is not the pencil that makes the animator. And he tells me that his mentors, his teachers, the guys that animated Pinocchio, Fantasia, Cinderella, Peter Pan that came way before him in the 50s. He said, they taught me two words and that's affected everything I've done in my life. And he pointed to his desk and there was two words taped on a piece of paper. The words were, be sincere. He says, if you want to be a great animator, you need to be sincere. He says, if you want to be great at anything, you need to be sincere. What does it mean? It means if you don't feel it, they won't feel it. When we watch Ariel singing about wanting to go up there and be part of the world and learn why a fire burns. What's a fire and why does it, what's the word burn? When she does that, if you watch the animation, we're not watching a story about a 15-year-old girl that wants to learn about fire. We're watching a story about ourselves because we want to understand the world because the more we understand the world the more we understand our place in the world each one of us listening needs to be sincere in our conviction it's exactly what lisa said beautifully lisa said the word conviction she said what do you care about that's the legacy what do you feel most about and you know what's so beautiful that every single person in this room comes from a different place you may be in this room right now with someone who's also from your city, from your block. It could be one of your siblings, but guess what? Every single one of us has a unique conviction because each one of us has a unique perspective and experience in our own lives. So I, I oh, urge you just finished us. that room, this room beautifully, Saul. I am so glad. Thank there you. you and go. I, Thanks I, for sharing. I just, hey, hey, I just followed you. That is so like, of course, I grew up. Not I didn't grow up, but my kids grew up with the, with those Disney <laughs> movies. And thank you so much. And you know, with that being said, I think that was a beautiful way to end this our, our time together today. I want to thank all of you for joining me this morning. I'm, I'm on every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Central, 9 Eastern. 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.